Sweaty sack summer is approaching and it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. We've had the honor of testing out these brand new boxers and we can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear. They're so breathable that it's like gills for your groin and they even trademarked the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. We think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using promo code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. And we're recording. I'm gonna sing it to my back scratcher. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, I I haven't seen one of those in a long time. No, I thought that was a shoehorn. Remember those? Oh, they look just like it. Actually, I, I saw like, a shoehorn the other day that looked just like this. Yeah, I feel like my this grandpa awesome. always had a shoehorn and, and a back scratcher. There you go. This is actually my dad's. Uh, this was uh, a legendary back scratcher that uh, he got at like the Florida Mall in Orlando, Florida, and like. 1993 and i remember this brother and it's got this thing scratches back through all the legendary years brother and it was passed down to me it was actually kind of creepy though because so was this this is from like around that time and it's super comfortable and it's sleeveless and it's warm so i'm like oh my god this is like the best thing ever but i do feel like in some way, like I'm dressed totally like my dad and I'm becoming my dad and I don't not want to become my dad. But your dad was a cool dad. guy. So, I mean, it could be. <laughs> That's true. But no one's to become like that. Like now, if I start farting like him, it's game over. Like, I don't know. Why like, oh, I love a good fart. Um, So it's concerning to me that you can't reach parts of your back to scratch with your fingernails. Well, uh, when you uh, start to get as swole as I've been getting, Mr. Mo, it's kind of hard to reach all those areas. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm getting beefcake over here. And it's as you can see, it's tough for me to even fit on the entire screen here. You know what I mean? I'm going to need two screens soon so I can fit the buys, the tries, and my entire back and my shoulder area. You know what I mean? It's You know what? Since you mentioned that, the Weather Girls is missing a partner. <laughs> uh, maybe you qualify. Uh, but if I can you get those high notes? Uh, not just. I'm just saying. If it starts raining, me, it's more like a hurricane. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they can handle avalanche. <laughs> By the way, these things are fucking addicting. And oh my god, we are still in the, <laughs> in the intro. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna do this in the three, two. What? What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris Moore. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. Now featuring more back scratching. It's a Pratchett podcast. How's it going, Mr. Moore? Hey, what's up, dude? Okay, so I have a question for you. Go Do on. you have one of those, like, um, back washers in the in the shower. A back, oh, I, like the a sponge, like the brushes. Stick, yeah, 
Uh, I've had those before, but I don't. I don't. And I, but I do have the brush too. That sometimes I use, but mostly for my legs and stuff. Like it feels nice, you know, because like you sweat a lot and shit. Uh, it's good for your skin too, but not. I don't know. For the back, it is kind of. I don't know. But back scratching, dude. Once you start, you can't stop. Like I like as soon as I pull this thing out. This is the equivalent of like if I had a vibrator, I think this is what it would be. Oh, really? Just like all day, all day, every day. I get it, ladies. Now, and now that you have a back scratcher, does uh, Julie get some time to herself? Oh yeah, all the time. I'm She's like, "What am I gonna do with all this extra time on my hands? I'm not scratching my boob bill." <laughs> you should see the little hand come in, like, "Hello." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Would you like your back scratch, sir? Do <laughs> you know what that looks like? You ever see the character that Kristen Wiig does um, with the little hands? <laughs> she find it funny. Yeah, with the little hands. <laughs> That's what your back scratcher looks like. I wish I had a second one so I could just come in like, like hello. <laughs> uh, dude, check this out. I went to see one of my my surgeons yesterday because they told me they have um, – uh, si- polyps in my sinuses, oh, and so I have to get them removed, which is like I've done it before. And then I went I know, there, you get them in your sinuses, and they they were like, um, they they put this numbing stuff up your nose, and then they shove this tube right, they going up and up and up, and I'm looking at them like, how far are they, they going to put that up there? So they're, they're like looking at this camera, and they're like, oh my god, they're like. How much work have you had done in your face? I can't tell what's a polyp and what's scar tissue. She's like, this is a mess. She's like, this is a really bad sinus infection. So you can't feel this? And I was like, no, I told you. I can't feel anything. And that's why I told you, don't even bother using that numbing stuff. I can't feel it anyway. Like, you're wasting your product. You know, so they, they kept doing stuff. Like, you can't feel this? I can't feel anything. I can't feel anything from here down. It's all numb. They're like, you doing okay? Does this hurt? I can't feel it. My face is completely numb. So, you know, it's just, it's funny. But but uh, when I was looking at those, those images, it looked like the same images they showed me when I got a colonoscopy. Everything in your body looks the same. Yeah, it's a little tube in there, you know, and it's crazy. You got polyps there. My dad would get them all in his, in his intestines and we had to get them removed. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of guys that get polyps in their buttholes. From having unprotected sex, and they get. Are you sure those are polyps, or just you know those those come? Maybe like huge genital warts. Who knows? They call me Hemorrhoid Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Hemorrhoid Harry. They call me Hepatitis because I have hepatitis. (laughs) You know the deal when you hook up with hepatitis. Yeah. Hepatitis. By the way, uh, I don't know if you see this little uh, guy right here from uh, Space Jam. And um, don't get mad at me, but someone said that the picture of young Simo looks like that guy, and now I can't unsee it. <laughs> Wait, let me see. Oh, really? <laughs> look at it, look at it. <laughs> they said before the surgery, but at least he's ripped. He's. Uh, I was going to say, I'll t- I'll take it. So you know, not not bad at all. But and then after the surgery. After surgery, I look just like Brad Pitt. 
Yeah. <laughs> Brad, Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. But not that. You guys are thinking of uh, Brad Pitt, the actor. No, this is that. This is Brad Pitt. The uh, janitor. His name, but a different guy. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. He, he used to work at a at a blockbuster store. He put all his money into that. He was like, this is the future. But it's like, dude, at this point, uh, Netflix was already yeah. a thing. And so he really jumped in really late on the train. And uh, yeah, he kind of lost everything. And uh, now he thinks he works as a school janitor, but they don't really pay him. He just shows up at, at night after the janitor leaves. After all the children leave. Program. Otherwise, he can't yeah. be there. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He's not allowed <laughs> to be <laughs> anywhere near 15 feet uh, around children. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, who is your um, like cartoon or animated doppelganger? Do you have Ooh. one? My, I've, well, it depends. If I am fit, I've gotten uh, uh, the prince from uh, from Little Mermaid. Oh, Kevin, I am Eric. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I think it's Prince Eric. <laughs> <laughs> the Disney Prince. <laughs> <Kevin>. <laughs> ah, yes, the Disney Prince Bob. <laughs> Everybody loved them. <laughs> I think it's named Skyler or Tyler or Cooper. It's got to be kind of. If I'm out of shape, you actually nailed it when we did my dad's episode. Wario is one that I've gotten. Oh, really? Mario, one of the two. So when you said Wario, it actually like tickled a spot that hasn't been tickled since I've gotten this back scratcher in my life. <laughs> I don't know what mine would be. i gotten the guy from Atlantis, but I've never seen it. When I wear my round Atlantis? glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. You do look like that guy. You totally, a thousand percent look like that guy. When you have, well, right now you have a slightly longer hair, but when you cut it and you have the glasses, like the Wells, the Where's Waldo look. Yeah. Uh, that's another one. Oh, Where's Waldo? Maybe. Yeah, I'm getting a little too like thick to be Where's Waldo. Maybe. Where's Waldo's hiding in my ass crack at the moment? That's why it's easier to find. He's gotten thicker, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should do. We should make. A, oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, where is Waldo? Book post pandemic. It's like, oh, yeah. where is Waldo for for those who are <laughs> looking for for, for for those kids who uh, have troubles. <laughs> I wonder. Wonder if Waldo's an anti vaxxer though. So he's not wearing a mask anywhere. So, yeah. Oh, there he is. He's the one that wearing. <laughs> he's wearing the Let's Go Brandon shirt. <laughs> we 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 should we should make a Where's Waldo book, like oh, him okay. in like a grocery store. <laughs> him at a sex shop. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it'd be so funny. Weird ass places. By the way, uh, this is a totally random segue, but I definitely don't want to forget. Julie and I went to Six Flags today. <gasps> you and did? Yeah, baby. We got seasons passes because the season pass, it's pretty cheap. And if you go twice, it pays for itself. Okay. And then some. And today was a perfect day to go. Oh yeah. The weather was great. It was not too hot, not too cold, and there was not a ton of people there. So we got to ride like six, seven rides before like the crowd even got there. So we rode like 14 fucking roller coasters. And it was awesome. And like, I felt like such a nerd. Like, we have seasons passes. <laughs> so what's your favorite roller coaster? Uh, well, here's where it gets tricky with me. Because as I've gotten older, I've gotten more of a fear height. That does fuck with me. And last year I struggled because it was the first time I'd ridden a roller coaster in like fucking 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, I was like really kind of fucked up about it. But this time we started at some of the tougher roller coasters 
And my favorite one was the Batman. And it's like, you go up pretty high up, but you, and it's one of those like over the shoulder coasters and stuff. So your feet are kind of dangling, but you're pretty protected. And you have like this thing, you have the seatbelt. So I don't know. You feel like if something happens, you're okay. There's one that's called, what the hell is it called? Nitrous, I think it is, where it's really fun, but you only have this like bar that goes over your lap. So that's scary. And there's like this big ass drop that you really like go in and you feel it like yourself become like weightless. So your whole weight is pushing on that thing. So you're just kind of like, man, can they put a little seatbelt under this just in, just in case, just for mind safety? You know what I mean? Where if for some reason this thing goes flying, fucking you won't, you know, you won't just like, whoa. Because I recently heard of this kid. Now he was too heavy to ride. So How heavy is too heavy? Too. He was like 285 pounds, 290 pounds. He was a big guy. Uh, but he rode one of those like ones where you like, they slowly like raise you up like 350 feet and they drop you. Like the Tower of Doom? Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. And literally like the thing went up and his thing just buckled. Ah, he died? Yeah, I don't think he, he ain't surviving that far. Oh, my God. <laughs> sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. I'm laughing. But it was like that right there. Like, fuck me, dude. I see stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not going to be me. So there's certain roller coasters I do not do, like the Superman, where you're just dangling there like like you, like you would be flying. That's cool and all, but I do not want to feel 220 pounds of me or whatever the fuck I am waiting down on that goddamn thing. Like, uh, 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 uh. That scared me because I think to myself, like, if something were to go awry, who's going to save you? Those carnies with their meth teeth? Oh, yeah, no, you're dead. no way. You're dead. You're dead. So, like, like the like the Batman, I felt very secure. You felt really good on there. And those seatbelts are like car seatbelts. Those things are strong. So, like, I know it's like that for some reason the mechanism were to open up, the seatbelt would hold me. And I'm cool. That other thing, I was like, uh, no, fuck no. And then anything where I'm just dangling there, just tempting fate, I'm like, mm-mm-mm. I do not need to be dangling. You know me, Mr. Mo. I'm a man that demands perfection. And perfection doesn't just stop at the waist. Oh, no, no, no. My balls demand it, too. Which is why I've been all over the all-new Manscaped boxers. My boys are in heaven, Mr. Mo. Heaven! Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that Manscaped on the waistband of your underwear. It's almost guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. Oh, yeah. And this is thanks to their Lawnmower 4.0, the best electric trimmer for below-the-waist grooming. This trimmer offers skin-safe technology designed to trim hair on loose skin. Outside of just ball trimming, they're now focusing their efforts on helping out your thigh slappers and other ways with the game-changing boxers. These boxers features include the Jewel Pouch, a pouch designed to cradle your boys in their own special space, lined with perforated performance fabric to keep them well-ventilated. Basically, just imagine your balls sitting back with your feet up, sipping some some pina coladas, you know, chilling on a hammock in some tropical beach. What a day. The micromodal fabric is buttery soft and breathable, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run, hell, strut. These moisture-wicking boxes breathe without breaking a sweat. 
And the tackless waistbands hugs your body without digging in, and it lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing. The front fly opening gives easy access and makes bathroom breaks quick and efficient. And you can choose from arrangements of designs and colors and sizes, ranging from small to triple XL, for all my guys out there. So make sure you get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. Once the Boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. How How is Julie? Julie was great. She does not care about heights at all. Really? Uh, so, so for me, if I ride in the middle of the cart, it's usually like pretty good. And she doesn't care. She's on the outside. She loves it. I she love heights, but I don't like motion sickness. I get I get sick pretty easy. I don't know I'm, I'm pretty easy, but I'll go on any roller coaster. Yeah, I love speed, but, but I hate heights. But I have to close my eyes. I like the way I feel when my stomach goes up in my throat. <laughs> I just can't. If I, my eyes, like, I get sick. Which is kind of like not the point of it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's funny. That's what Osmario says about your sexy time with yeah. each other. He says he likes to. <laughs> he has to close his eyes too. He's like, oh, this is almost over. It's like, I feel my stomach in my throat. He's like, when, harder. He's like, I hope Chris doesn't realize that it's my thumb and not my penis. <laughs> oh. I dipped it in butter because I ran out of lube. Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yeah, dude. But at NEC, that's funny. If we mix this together, be the perfect roller coaster rider. And the thing is, I didn't used to give a fuck about the heights. Like I used to be all about it. I used to look down. I used to raise my hands up and shit, and not worry about the. You raise your hands up like this. I'd be like, "Hello." (laughs) 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 I still had this from last week. I think that I think that you should have a um you should do a picture on the ride with this. You know what's funny? If I stand up (laughs) imagine it fell off and it landed up something. If I stand up, (laughs) it looks like I have it. What is this? Ew, what kind of podcast has we become? <laughs> Doesn't it look real? <laughs> yeah, it really does. It's actually terrifying. <laughs> oh my gosh. I should take it's this stuck. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I should I this should be like my summer like prank. I should just get pictures with this everywhere. But I should I should position it in places where it's like too high or too low. Like why yes. does this penis come out of the hole in his jeans? And like if someone passes out, if someone passes out with their shoes on, you can glue it to their forehead. I should just have <laughs> like it. A unicorn. Stick it out places. You should get a holster for it. Pow. Pow. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay, nothing. Enough of this. Speaking of gay stuff, what gay things do we have on the agenda since it's oh, still pride? Oh my goodness. It is still pride. I don't know about you, Mr. Rob, but I'm still proud. Are you proud? Well, sometimes, sometimes the community is like hell annoying, but for the most part, <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think my my family is proud of me at all. You know what I mean? And I'm not even gay, you know. But just saying, you have your moments. <laughs> I haven't been hugged since I was 13 years old. They couldn't fit their arms <laughs> around you. Yeah, exactly. But it was yeah, I pay attention to your stand up. Yeah, <laughs> someone does. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> a single tear rolls down his cheek for those of you only watching us via sound. Mm-hmm. 
Anyways, we're going to talk about some of these greatest songs, the top 10 songs to have on any Pride playlist. So you can show up to your next Pride party looking cool and cooler than ever and hipper than a hippo. Is that a thing? Can you be hipper than a hippo or a hippo? Mm. I don't know. You'll be pretty hip. Yeah. Again, you can't spell hippo without hip. <laughs> You can even add extra P in there for extra hipness. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. But anyways, yes, uh, we're going to talk about the top 10 greatest songs for your Pride playlist, you guys. It's going to be epic. It's going to be so epic that Simo's roommate has not stopped laughing for the last 48 oh, seconds. It's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. A lot. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> I would just back scratch me. <laughs> this is just like, like my list. So this is not like the, no, this is the fucking list. Stop being apologetic the about the list before you even read the list. This is the fucking list. This is why our listeners tune in to listen to us, brother. While I back scratch my way to the top of the goddamn I charts lost. with you. Oh, I lost you for a second. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you, brother. And the okay. world can hear you, brother. And they're going to hear us because this is the list. This is the greatest list. The greatest goddamn list of any pride fucking thing. And that's why it's on the Franchise Podcast. So you better get mad. You better add us to the Franchise Podcast. And guess what? We don't even have an intern to answer. We don't give a fuck. This is the list. <laughs> you better like it or else. Okay. Yeah, so if you don't like my <laughs> list, then you can fucking blow me. Yeah, uh, please. Uh, okay, so okay, so number 10. This is our, our top 10 list of gay tunes for Pride. And these are songs I listen to regularly. Yeah. I have to say I'm pretty proud that I, I uh, <laughs> proud to see what I did there, that I knew most of these. So I didn't have to like look these up. But Oh, good. Yeah, because I'm pretty awesome. So just say, just write that down. Anyways, go on, go. Um, Back scratch so this first song, number 10, isn't a song you would hear like at a gay club, but I don't really see a whole lot of lesbians going to the gay clubs. It's mostly a lot of like Twinkie dudes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, this is, this is called Come to My Window by Melissa Etheridge, yes. who and shares the same birthday as me. And there, it's Come to My Window, not my spinoff version. Uh, come on my window. It's a totally different thing that <laughs> oh, I did uh, on the side. Uh, <laughs> I got sued uh, by Melissa's people. They were not happy with it. <laughs> uh, but, you know. Come on my window. <laughs> mm. <Exactly>. Come inside. <laughs> They love it. They love it. They love it. Go on, go on. Now she is for me like one of the first like like lesbian uh, celebrities to be like out and proud, and I was like, wow, what a bad bitch, right? Yeah. And then she and her partner asked David Crosby from Crosby, Stills and Nash to provide his sperm. For one of their babies, and Gosh. he did, and the baby developed, uh, I guess, a, a drug issue because he died in 2020 of oh, opioid-related causes. But I thought to myself, like, did he get that from his dad? Because I'm sure the Crosby, Stills, and Nash were like, you know, doing stuff they shouldn't have been doing. So wait, was the baby 
born like doing drugs like this is baby come out in a leather jacket like fuck you mom i'm no, going out baby was born healthy i think and i think had uh developed an interest in music and then uh when, uh, when he was like early 20s i guess passed uh, away in his 20s okay so i thought i thought that this was like a rock and roll baby that just came out and like just literally it wasn't born it just kicked uh melissa's vagina doors through <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm here, bitches. It's baby time. I, I think her. I think her partner um, bore the baby because uh, Melissa didn't want to lose her figure. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. I, I do feel like the this song reminds me of like a female Pearl Jam. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, like, they could sing this. You know, like the come to my window. Wait, let me use the back scratchers of my mic. Well, inside, what by the light on the moon, come to my window. Yeah, I'll be home. You sound like, um, uh, oh, what was that? What was that band? And the guy always sounded constipated. (laughs) Like Creed. Yeah, that's it. My Pearl Jam impression is just, it's just a really good Creed. That's really what I do. That's what I go for right there. See, that's that's Pearl Jam right there. But if you want to go to Creed, uh, what was that song that they used to do? I remember that song. Um, Can you take me higher? (laughs) You gotta, you gotta, you gotta add more. You gotta, you gotta, it's almost like, it's almost like you have like, like, like you went to the dentist, right? And they put that thing where you have like facial paralysis for like 45 minutes. And that's when you decide to, you know, to go to record where like half your, half your face falls asleep for 30 minutes. And you're like, hey, doctor, hit play on my track. And you say, can you take me higher? You there's there's, make there's a song that was like with arms wide open. Yeah, that's them. That's them. And, the, and they used to have another one that I actually that I actually really song. Uh, what was it called? What was it called? Uh, I don't remember that one. Oh, it's actually a pretty good song. Fuck. And it, it's going to come to me like midway through the episode. I'm going to break into a Creed song and I hate myself a little bit. But uh, yeah, Creed had its moments, but they just sing like <laughs> it's like if Pearl Jam just took an off day. That's pretty much what you got. Creed. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> Melissa Etheridge, I also just want to point out that she survived breast cancer and she had stated in multiple interviews that uh, she was very appreciative to have medicinal marijuana. Yeah, Melissa, I'm going to hit this for you, baby. Yeah. So she really is like just a bad bitch to me. So I love her. I wish yeah. she played her music more in the gay clubs, but it's kind of hard to like I mean, run his suck yeah. dicks in the bathroom too. This is a good you know? song to like take someone back home to your apartment and do a little post game and then be like, oh, yeah. Just play cut to my window and make out here. You know, and that's again, that's my pro jam. I just can't really quite do you know, Melissa, but yeah. I think you sounded beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. 
Okay, speaking of beautiful, what's more beautiful than True Colors? Your True Colors are beautiful. Um, so True Colors by Cindy Lauper is a number nine hit. Uh, you know, the reason why this is lower in our list, because I would love to make it higher in the list, but this is, um, I think, off of Cindy Lauper's second album. And this was the only original song that she did not help write. So part oh. of me is like... Cindy, like you didn't even write this one, but I just yeah. want to throw out that um, this has been kind of like the gold standard in the gay community, oh. and um, it's uh, resonated with her because I think that um, it reminded her of, of a friend that she left uh, that 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 she lost due to HIV/AIDS, and oh. um, she later founded the True Colors Fund, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to uh helping and eradicating lgbt youth homelessness so she's a do-gooder and she also was a guest bartender one of my favorite bars but they the bar didn't survive the pandemic but she's just like all about the gay community you see i thought true colors was that someone like betraying someone because it's true colors but i was listening to that one uh and it was so goddamn sad dude it is really sad like i thought girls wanted to have fun cindy like I wanted to cry the entire time. And now I get it, though. It's about someone dying. So it is supposed to make you want to cry. It's saying how hard it is to be your true self. Like, show me your true self. I know it's hard, especially in, like, a homophobic world. The very heteronormative, like, agenda is so hard to, you know, live your true life. So she's saying, show me your true colors. Yeah. Well, I'll show you my true colors. Blue. So what's the first lyrics? I just looked it up. I was like, you with the sad eyes, don't be discouraged. Oh, I realize it's hard to take courage. And a world full of people, you can lose sight of it all. The darkness inside you can make you feel so small. Right? That speaks volumes. Yeah. And we know something about feeling small. We spoke about it last week in the French Hat Podcast. Yeah, I right saw here, someone but... super small. He was Polish. <laughs> And Polish people normally have big wings, but he did not. He had what we call a birth defect. <laughs> it was so small, I had to do it three times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, uh, number eight, Cindy Lauper, we love you. We love um, you number eight. Okay, so Diana Ross is like such a huge figure in the gay community. Yeah. I mean. Bad. So many drag queens Bad. love to dress up like her. And she really is just she a was beautiful hot. bitch. She was uh, now, she has a song called um, I'm Coming Out. I'm coming out. Which she did not write as well. It was written by two band members of this group called Chic. And it was originally intended for the queer community as it was influenced by Dana Ross's drag impersonators. But she thought of it as like, I'm coming out of Motown. Um, so when she found out the true meaning of this song, I think that she like got upset. She's like, are you trying to ruin my career? Um, but I believe in karma. Maybe that's why she got a DUI 20 years ago. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. <laughs> That's got you get. Let I'm not gonna get a DUI ever. I got a back scratcher. I got plenty of reasons to stay around and never drive. You gotta have a car to get a DUI. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I really get that point, but it's more that I'm like Diana Ross making this fucking song and coming out with the money. Uh, I'm never ever gonna drive myself ever again. So put my feet up and 
I think about that sometimes. When celebrities get DUIs, I'm like, don't you have a driver? Yeah. Can't you just Uber everywhere? Can't you just call the helicopter? You know what I mean? Yeah, totes. And there's like a party going on inside my building right now. I don't know if you can hear. Sounds like a... I can't hear, and I'm a little offended that I was not invited. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It sounds like I wasn't invited either, but that makes me kind of sad. I just want to open my window and be like, Shut up out there! We're trying to record a decent podcast! Anyways, back to the butthole. <laughs> back to butthole. <laughs> what we were saying about someone's penis, Slimo. <laughs> uh, so Diana Ross influenced so many artists. Yeah, and uh, even though the intention of this song wasn't really her true intention, uh, it still is a favorite song of mine. I'm coming out. Because, you know, as gays refer to coming out of the closet as like coming to terms publicly with their um, sexuality. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, I was living under a rock for the last 25 years. Just scratch my asshole with my back scratcher. With your back scratcher. <laughs> Snip it. Oh, yeah. What's it smell it like? like Chipotle? <laughs> I knew it. Dad, not you too. <laughs> Anyways, number seven, Mr. Mo. Take number it. seven. Okay, so this was a really big song for me when I started to come out of the closet because I was in uh, the last years of college or maybe I was just graduated. Oh. But I remember whenever I would go down to the gay bars, um, like undercover, I was, and like no one knew. I was like, I'm going to go check out this gay bar. Uh, this song was always on the radio. It's I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. Oh, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a sexy right. song, and it's really like a national anthem for bisexuality because it was it was the beginning of like blatant queer awareness in pop music. Because a lot of times things were alluded to, but no one ever like blatantly said, "Yo, I kissed someone of the same gender, and I fucking loved it." Like you know? It. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, uh, Katy Perry is one of a celebrity crush of mine. Where uh, I think she is. Quite the babe, and back then Katy Perry was even more quite the babe, you know. Oh yeah, and the thought of her kissing a girl like it, brother. Ooh yeah, where's my and little hand? It's gonna go from up top to down below. Hello. <laughs> I I, uh, I think that her that song won like a Kids Choice Award or something, but I just remember kids wow. loved it and were singing Wait, it, and I. Like that, that one, like the Kids' Choice Award, right? Really? I think so, the best song or something like that. <laughs> really? I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It won the Kids' Choice Award? I mean, sweet. I think so, but Very progressive me, like, wow, it's so nice that like something so blatantly queer is like so colloquial and casual amongst kids. Like they're just singing it, like not thinking much of it. And and it's, it, it should be, I think that kids should be desensitized to like, topics like this like it shouldn't be that big of a deal do you know what i mean for, for me it's not so more the kissing of the girl it's like the whole, isn't the whole thing like she you know got hammered or whatever like you're like it's like party music for me like i was getting fucked up and listening to that in college i don't want kids listening to shit that i was getting fucked up to in college because that was a good song that was a great song. They need to be um, listening to like kids bop and shit. Like, no, what the fuck? <laughs> Katy Perry came out, came up in her church singing. A lot of a lot of people do, dude. That happens a lot. Like Sam Kinison, legendary comedian, was gonna be a fucking priest. That happens all the goddamn time. Carson Daly too. <laughs> do you know who Katy Perry dated 
for a long time. Sam Kinison, legendary dead comedian. What? No, Russell Brand, right? Uh, oh, wait. I think so. That's but right. she also dated um, John Mayer, and John Mayer says that John she's the one that got away. Mayer. Really? Yeah, well, he, John, if you're listening, you should have been nicer, but you're too busy being a fucking douche. And I have to say, Katy Perry just has just huge, just huge, just Shit. huge voice, dude. It's like so oh. good. And like, it's such oh, a yeah, yeah. Wait, what'd you think? Uh, you know, what? Just come on. Oh, she it. also has, I mean, she, <laughs> She also has okay. giant tits, but you know. She does. And, she, and, and then after she had her baby, they were like, whoa. And I love them. I love them. I love them. And I feel like a perv saying it. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. But she, Katy Perry, she's just so goddamn hot that I have a huge celebrity crush on her. I cannot help it. If I ever meet her, I might hyperventilate. Like it's just going to happen. And uh, on top of it, she's super talented. So it's like. God damn it. Stop being so awesome. And she's like hosted SNL. So she's also funny. So it's like, can you just stop being so goddamn perfect for a minute, lady? I'm trying to scratch my back here and not love you so much. Do you think Madonna's funny? Madonna can be funny. Do you think, what do you think of her face right now? Have you seen it? No you should Google no comment. Madonna no, no now. Comment. No, no comment. I've seen it. I saw that. Uh, it looks like she got running. stung by like a million bees. <laughs> no comment. You can say whatever you want. And plus, you've had work done, so you are uh, the expert uh, on the French podcast about these topics. Uh, <laughs> plus, I feel like the gays, and, and plus, it's pride. You're going to get away with extra cattiness around these episodes. So go on for me over here, uh, straight guy. No comment. <laughs> I just don't understand why some of the real housewives are aging so much more gracefully than someone like Madonna, whose money is like limitless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, to be fair, I feel like the housewives are like 20 years younger than Madonna, aren't they? How old is Madonna? Some of them are like in their 50s and 60s. Really? Yeah. Damn. And they look great. Damn. I don't want to put Vogue on this list because I feel like people credit Madonna for the, for, the Vogue culture, which was developed by queer black community, For those not Madonna. Are, uh, not watching us, I'm currently voguing. You're doing a great job. Yeah, and I'm killing it, right? I've been so I don't think it's fair to, to give her any more credit because she's already got more than enough credit <laughs> like. for that song. I don't think that she deserved it. But um, everyone, voguing was developed by Carlos Garcia. Actually, you heard it here first. You guys actually heard because I hit the mic right there. So that was just voguing too hard. Now I'm going to vogue further and closer so you guys can totally see. <laughs> yeah but you're not on the list so i'm sorry man i could i couldn't wait for her to perform on any award shows like oh my god this is gonna be so good she's a killer she is a killer such an artist michael jackson were like so goddamn good in that era well this song uh it it starts like this hello girls do you believe in love because i got something to say about it and it goes something like this uh, uh, you remember uh, that song? Uh, uh, Express uh, yourself. Uh, uh, Don't go for a second, best baby. You know, you know, you. Uh, Express yourself by Madonna encouraged women to never settle for less, but somehow became an anthem for all oppressed minorities. Yeah. It's like so. We all claim it. We're like, this is fantastic. Express yourself. Do you, do you. <laughs> I will say, when I first saw Express Yourself, 
by Madonna, I thought maybe like her, she was in like the NWA version of Express Yourself. It's like Madonna's Wait, gonna rap. What is the NWA? Uh, is that female basketball? Uh, <laughs> maybe wait is john mayer here because he'll tell you he'll tell you right now <laughs> i really right don't know now. what that is is that a group yes the group with dr dre easy e, oh Ice my gosh oh my gosh god simo god i was thinking like nwa i was like nwa is that basketball Women's. Dude, this is what happens when you don't have a back scratcher in you. You just lose your coolness. Like <laughs> I kept thinking that the W stood for women, National <laughs> Women Association. Is what <laughs> yeah, that's and I was different. like, maybe that's basketball. <laughs> National Women's Athletics. <laughs> Put them where would the basketball be? <laughs> I don't know. They're coochie. <laughs> 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 oh yes they'll never find it but no different <laughs> they're never gonna find it here <laughs> now we've discussed before and i don't think we need to discuss any further that madonna's always been a huge supporter of the queer community yeah. and uh has always supported um raising funds and awareness for hiv aids as i'm sure she's lost lots of friends uh during the uh 80s uh 80s AIDS crisis when, unfortunately, uh, the gay community was neglected by the government. Thanks, Ronald Reagan, yeah, for nothing. Well, and a lot of people Rotten hell. Turn, turn their backs on her, I'm sure, when she would speak out against these things. Oh, I'm and, sure. And no, I turned my back on her in the late 90s, but that's because I gave her $12, and she said she'd pay me back. She never did. So that's oh, totally what a different. cunt. Totally different, but, you know. What a swollen-faced cunt. (laughs) No. No. Anyways. Speaking of cunt, I think this next artist's (laughs) mouth is watering. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, 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 my gosh. No one's bubble bath will ever be the same the next song on the list is i'm your baby tonight by whitney houston oh oh, 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 man i'm gonna backstretch my way out of hell right now because uh, so we can't have the list without our number one closeted lesbian whitney houston uh uh, who was buried in newark new jersey Oh shit! So that's right not too, you can go. You yeah. can go visit her I grave if you right want now. to. I'm gonna go literally when we hang up. I'm gonna go and go uh, take pictures and uh, dance to the song because I'm not gonna lie, guys. <clears throat> a lot of you probably haven't heard this song. Go back, listen to this shit. This is one that I know I knew, but I was like, I haven't heard it in a while. Let me just see how we go. Oh, fucking so slaps, good. dude. When it gets to the chorus and shit, she's got so much swag back then. She's like, whenever you run from me, I give you everything. Boom. I'm your babe tonight. Yes, sing Boom. it. Sing you it. Give me ecstasy. Ecstasy, of course they did. You asked Boom. for it. I'm your babe tonight. Like, she fucking slaps it, dude. She is a monster. She's so good. <laughs> She's giving me ecstasy. So much ecstasy. I am a fucking high. Bobby, give it to you, Whitney, because I told you not fucking. Come on. You're supposed to be clean for this show. (laughs) 
There's a lot of people on the line here. The other day, Osmar was like, I have a picture with Whitney. And I was like, oh, my God, let me see. And he pulled up this picture of him posing uh, with her gravestone. (laughs) I was like, oh. You know, R. Kelly was one of the artists who sang at her funeral. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what she thought about that. Yeah, she looking down on everyone like, like really, like, God damn it, really, you couldn't get anyone else. <laughs> Yikes! Wow, so Osmar met Whitney. Oh my God, that's like he met Whitney. Can you imagine if I was like, hey, dude, I'm going to introduce you to my dad, and then I just came out with his ashes? <laughs> 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 oh God! Oh no! <laughs> Nice to meet you. You're welcome to shake his hand, but (laughs) you have to wash your hands first. And then the little, it's the little back scratch. Hello. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. (laughs) Next time you do coke with the boys, you should just tell them afterwards to be like, I make some of my dad in here. I thought it'd be fine. Just to oh, see what happened. Put the, put the top back up. Oh, shit. I grabbed the wrong one, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know this, and they should, but uh, Whitney Houston had a really, really good friend. Oh. And I say friend in quotation marks. Uh, named Robin Crawford, <laughs> and they met in their late teens as youth counselors. Oh, and that's where it always happens. That's dude. where it all began, and they were inseparable. Whenever they had a moment, I'm sure they're chomping each other's chocha like a yeah. fucking champ. Yeah. Uh, whenever, I, went, they, I did a youth, uh, like I was like a counselor for that shit in high school, my junior year, and I went with my high school girlfriend, and we were like, we were like, honestly, pretty you know pretty good in terms of like stuff took her time but like you know hormones were raging brother so you know we got some alone time in there if you know what i mean so it's just like that's where it all happened and i like it. sympathize with them though because i think to myself like the religious and the music industry at that time even still now were so homophobic oh, so yeah. i'm sure it was like very much against her image to you know, fraternized with with I mean, look ladies what that to Ellen, looked like men. And Ellen was like, like what? Ten years after Whitney became famous. When when was Whitney? Yeah, El- Ellen's show got canceled. But but Whitney Houston already. I feel like uh, a lot of her community were like, um, like you're appeasing the white agenda. So already she was like maybe a traitor in her community. And then they're like, wait, why are you hanging out with this girl that looks like a woman? I mean, lo- looks like a man. What's up with this? Yeah. What's up with your quote unquote friend? And why is she always here? Um, uh, Whitney supported her friend Robin and supported Robin's frequent basketball playing. Um, she supported Robin's mustache and she made <laughs> Robin her assistant who traveled everywhere with her and probably slept there in the same bed. And uh, who knows? Maybe Whitney's marriage to Bobby was strategic for both their careers. You know, Bobby was the bad boy and Whitney was maybe a lesbian. So uh, it benefited both of them. It made, made Whitney appear straight and made Bobby seem a little bit more wholesome to have a family, you know? Until the crack came in. Yeah. I think Robin (laughs) even approached Whitney's mom a couple of times was like, I think Whitney has a problem with cocaine. And everyone just kind of blew her off. But if anyone knew, it was Robin because she was chomping on the chocha and she could taste it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Every time she came out, I'm saying, like, oh my God, what's going on, you guys? <laughs> She's like, I was just licking your vagina and my gums are numb. Yeah. So what, what is, is this? What is happening? <laughs> Man. Oh, All right. Well, that was number five on the list. That was number five. Okay. So now number four. I'm so excited to announce that I'm so excited by the Pointer Sisters is number four. I'm you know so excited. Yes. And I just can't hide it. Do, 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 do. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Look at me, Stella. Back scratcher like it. <laughs> that song fucking, you know, if you can't, like, even, even, literally, literally, I just lost my dad, you guys. I've been going through some of the saddest times of my life and i put that song on today and as soon as it hit my ears it was like i was just back in a roller coaster brother i was like oh my god as soon as carlos hears this song he's like oh man i pushing you all the way back in the gay club circa 2005 when i was my dick sucked for the first time in the bathroom those were the best days of my life oh my gosh the first time i got my dick sucked was in a bathroom at the gay bar called um uh grand central really by bouncer wow my bouncer yeah he like <laughs> a lot of crimes were committed that night at the bar because he was not paying attention. He said, <laughs> he said, I wanted to talk to you. And he brought me to the bathroom and I said, uh, and then he like pushed himself again. He like blocked the door and said, pull your pants down. And I said, uh, I don't know. And then he got on his knees and I was like, this, uh, in my mind, I was like, is this sexual assault? If he's servicing me. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, when it was my turn to return the favor, I like bolted out of the bathroom. Like we switched positions and I ran. And I, <laughs> and I was like, what just happened? Oh my God. I was like, this is so f- like exciting and invigorating, but also like kind of horrifying. And, oh man, I hope I didn't ruin a good pair of pants. You know, a lot of thoughts going through my mind. Well, was he at least a good looking bouncer or like, like, Hey. My name's uh, Chuck. My name's yeah. Chuck. <laughs> but then I, but I went home and I was like, I wonder how many other dicks he had in his mouth tonight. It's like, oh my God. And then when he got tested the following week, I was like, oh well, my God. Fine. And but I was asking I the doctor like- all these questions like, can I can I get rabies? Like, can I get what what did I just expose myself to? You know what I mean? That's probably his move, because I'm not gonna lie, uh, with the girls, I had a similar move of you. Usually, uh, you would barricade them in the bathroom, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then put a little something in their drink, and then it starts fizzing. And then I don't remember, it's not just kidding. That's There's the Cosby special, uh, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. If you just usually, if you take care of a lady first, uh, boys, you know, you go in there and uh, say the old uh, Jewish prayer, they'll be pretty turned on afterwards, and they'll usually return the favor. 99.9% of the time, unless they're evil uh, or just, you know, soulless, you know. But they'll usually return the favor because they'll be like, wow, no way. You actually took care of me to completion. I am so happy and horny at the same time. Do you want some loving? And then, boom, you get some too. So that was probably his move. He would uh, come in there, uh, blow someone, and then it would be his turn. And he was like, yeah, ready? And then you just ran away. So at this point, I don't know if he just – do you keep blowing dudes until you get someone to blow you back at that point? Or do you just – I wonder if maybe he thought that I was going to then home. turn around and let him plow it. And I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, I guess. 
He probably, I mean, he definitely was waiting for something for his turn because that's the thing. You know, it, like, he had a big fucking chode, and I kept waiting for it to, to, to get, for it to get longer, and it didn't. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Looked like a little mushroom toadstool from what is Mario. This, what is Donald Trump? <laughs> Hello, I'm in yeah. here. Okay, uh, I'm just trying to get a snack. Okay, and there was uh, no back sauce in the knickknack that they gave me. Okay, so. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Okay, so anyway. I'm so I'm excited. So excited <laughs> by the Pointer Sisters. Now, they we are really deviated from, there. <laughs> uh, they're from the West Coast. And the reason why I like this song so much is because I hear it in the gay bars a lot. And it's like, I think it's a song that doesn't matter what generation you are. Because we talked about this, I think, uh, last week that I feel like my generation is missing their elders. Like, we, we don't have like that many older people to look up to because they, they were eradicated by AIDS. Yeah. So like a lot of the older gays, yeah, there's the a few, but there's some that have influenced me would tell me like when they were younger, they would go to the gay bars and the older gays would, you know, counsel them and like be there for them and invite them over for like spaghetti dinners and, and walk them through like their experiences coming out to their families. But I didn't have any of that. Like I, there's never older people that I could talk to um, at the gay bars. But I feel like, uh, um, this song is appreciated by all generations, even yes. though we are missing a very important generation. It's a great uh, song, and I agree. And don't worry, Simo, in like, what, three to five years, you'll be able to apply to your AIP retirement yourself, and you'll oh, nice. be able to cancel all the youngins. I can that. get maybe I can get dentures like they found in Whitney Houston's <laughs> mouth when she died. I think his dad put his smile looks great still. So <laughs> take a picture, guys. <laughs> People were like, "Can you believe that Whitney Houston had dentures?" Hello. Yeah. Um. Do you know what okay. meth does to your teeth? Uh, so, drugs. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oakland, California, was the home of the Pointer Sisters. I believe there was f- was there three of them. Before three, I think three of them. But um, uh, I believe that we lost one if, just a couple of years ago. I think I think the sister Bonnie passed away in 2020. Oh, so pour one out for Bonnie, guys. <laughs> and then uh, uh, next on the list, we number three. We're down we have, to the top three, you guys. So I hope yeah. you're still loving our list. Because uh, guess what? We're not going to fucking change your minds on it, you fucking assholes. Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Because this is the list. It is low, baby. Woo. So we just had the West Coast. Now we have the East Coast. We have Sister Sledge and their song, We Are Family. You know that song? They're from Philly. And I think all four girls graduated from Temple. Uh, oh, and shit. I think that one passed away in 2017, um, but the other girls and I think their daughters and even one granddaughter are still singing the band. Oh, well, nice. I mean, that song, I, I, it, it'll never get old to me. Like it's, that's such a good fucking song. Uh, obviously it's been around for a long time, I think. Since oh, yeah. Before, since before my time, even. But good Lord, it just puts you in. That's another one that just puts you in such a good mood. And you just want to fucking just, just boogie, baby. Like, oh, totes. We are family. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that, shit, that shit is so good. I cannot help t- to listen to that and just be put into just a great boogie, oogie boogie feeling. So 
I cannot blame you for being number three. However, I feel like are the Pointer Sisters going to have some uh, West Coast, East Coast beef with uh, Sister Sledge, Simo, because you did rank the East Coast one higher than the West Coast, and they're right there, East Coast, West Coast. And you know what happened with Tupac and Biggie, man. You don't want to start this shit. They already lost some sisters, man. What are you doing? Yeah, you got you you've broken up families now. <laughs> well, we're East Coasters, so we have to side with the East Coast. I guess, but I really like performing in California, man. I want to go back there. California was awesome, and uh, you know, I'm thinking if I become bi-coastal, right, then I can also celebrate Pride with you because that's what the the B stands for, right? LGBT. You know, you're just bi-coastal. Bi-coastal, yeah, yeah you know, of course. You just move, you know, because I can. In LA and live here. I thought it's for a bicycle because we're earth friendly. <laughs> oh, 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 that's what it is. That could be true. That could be true. In which case, I don't have a bike, uh, but I have like 13 bucks, which I think can rent me one for a couple hours. So does that count? Yeah. Cool. In Chicago, we call them Divi bikes. Here, there's city bikes, but Chicago, they're Divi. Divi? Why Divi? Divi bikes. I don't know. D I B Y. I don't like it. What's, what's happening? Anywho, I think you should announce the number two song. Oh, the number two song. Well, fun fact about this song. I've actually gotten naked to the song in public twice. We're not fully naked, you know, down to underwear. One of them was in high school at a Mr. Damascus thing, which is basically like kind of like Mr. Universe, but it was the senior guys uh, would be in it. And I got did you win place, second, second place? place. Up. What did the guy in first place do? He probably showed his dick. <laughs> he, he actually did the uh, 10 Degrees of Kevin Bacon thing where you gave him an actor. He could replace, re- relate him to Kevin Bacon according to uh, different movies that they were in. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, that's stupid. Did he dance at all? A little bit. He kind of he kind of did this little move. I don't know. I think. Oh, what a fucking loser. I was, <laughs> he was a cool guy. He was funny. I think you just have to be there. But this song. Uh, is one that I'm sure is played in all the goddamn clubs because it's played. It's played at every wedding. It's played in every fun situation that you just want people to boogie. It's YMCA by the Village People, baby. And I was the sexy Indian the first time I got naked to it, and the second time was actually in college uh, to uh, to like a sorority thingy where you're like competing to be like Mrs. Yeah, like hell. You. No, no, no. This is like a like where you're like a sweetheart thing where you you're alone. Oh. So it was me and, and I pulled a bunch of fine muse on stage and I ripped off my clothes and started <laughs> doing the YMCA. I don't believe it. <laughs> I swear to God. And then I'm I just kidding. Of course I believe it. <laughs> and then I and then I swayed and then it transitioned to Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On for the third one. And I was just like a black. Let's get it on. And, and of course I was like, you know, singing too. And it was awful, but it was great same time but why mca is such a good song uh, i gotta say man the village people they're pretty entertaining and they got some good songs too well the, the, what's another song they have like in the navy in the navy uh can't stop the music that's a good village people song yeah. well i don't know that one yeah. but i do know well, I am the I'm, a, I'm the king of the gays, so yeah, you are, and and the characters are symbolic to like macho gay fantasy personas, and was even right. developed by a gay Frenchman. Uh, so <laughs> it makes sense you being the king of the gays to do that song in college, not knowing that it would dictate 
the rest of your life. Now I am um, kind of disappointed that there isn't, uh, you know, one of the village people isn't one that is dressed like me currently with a back scratcher, you know, because I feel like this French guy just didn't see me. I mean, you know, I walk by several times like, hey, man, I'm right here. You know, I see the cop. I see the- there should be a couch potato <laughs> village person. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me in a little bed. Like, <laughs> I just move my upper body. That's all it is. Or I'm there via screen. <laughs> Some people get upset that like, this is, it's not a gay song. It's not a gay. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, the guys were gay. very much wearing um, a tire that you would see. They were at the like gayest. a gay club, yeah. and um, <laughs> say what you want, it. but the YMCA has a reputation for half a lot of a lot of like DL action. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I think of YMCA, I don't always think of the village people. I think about the gay institution that is the YMCA. Well, it's because the song gets played in a lot of like conservative bullshit, so people are like, "Yeah, what? It ain't gay. It's not gay." Yes, yeah. it is. But it's like when Trump played that song in his uh, rally. Uh, what is it called? Uh, it's a CCR song, and red, white, and blue. But it's about basically it's about uh, rich people who get out of serving in the war in Vietnam because they. Were oh, rich. really? And and but he's playing it at this rally, talking about how he's the most American guy, even though he also got out of serving. So the song is talking about people like him, and mm-hmm. literally <laughs> making fun of them. Uh, and he's playing out these rallies and people are fucking not even, it's going right over their heads that this dude's playing this shit. They just think it's like American songs. But There's definitely an, an IQ discrepancy between Trump supporters and the rest of the world. So that makes sense to me. Yeah, at least the ones at the rally. Because I've met some rather smart ones. But Really? The ones at the fucking rally? No, no, no. If you're going to a Trump rally, dude, at, in 2022, you're probably not that smart. Just saying. Oh my gosh. There's all these campaign like, to be president. I get it, maybe. Like you're supporting your guy, but in 2022, June, right now, summer is starting. The election was two and a half years ago, and you're going to a fucking Trump rally, then no man there's nothing i can tell you bad news bears <laughs> like imagine if All like right. imagine if, if biden lost and we went to a joe biden rally two and a half years later what would anybody say like what are you a psychopath this is a cult yeah. and i'd be like yes i am in a cult it is the joe biden cult we sniff people and we eat ice cream and we fall off our bikes it's what Yummy. we do it is what you got to do to join would you like to here's a bike fall off and there we go <laughs> that's <laughs> where's your niece let me sniff her Boom. Yeah. Do you have ice cream? There, you're in. That's it. That's all you gotta do. Do you fuck. have ice cream? The fuck? Go to Trump rally. Where's the snacks? <laughs> um, all right, so, so we, are at, <laughs> we are now at the number one gay song. Oh Lord, hold on. Let me sit up for this. Uh, oh god, actually, no, too much sitting up. I'm gonna like, relax back down. I think I heard something. Let me let me get my let microphone. Me, let me back scratch myself. Oh yeah, back scratcher. Oh back scratcher. Okay. This okay. is the number one list that you have to have on any gay playlist. This is the one, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one that will make you the coolest kid in the party. Whatever party it is. And it is one that we know quite well right here on yeah. the podcast. Because what is it, Mr. Mo? Tell us. It's it's a rain and men. 
Hallelujah, it's raining men. Hey, hey. I don't know the words to it. Oh, no, let's see. It's raining It's raining See, I'm taking it. The lyrics that says, hi, hi, we're your weather girls. Uh-huh. And have we got news for you. You better listen. Get ready, all you lonely girls, and leave those umbrellas at home. All right. <laughs> I mean, uh, um, okay, so the lyrics fair, are, it's raining, man, if, hallelujah, it's, it's raining, man, amen, I'm gonna go out, run and let myself get absolutely soaking wet, oh. it's raining, man, hallelujah, <laughs> it's raining, wet, man, eh? every specimen, oh. tall, blonde, dark, and lean, rough, and tough, and strong, and mean, um, so there's two girls called the Weather Girls, and that was Martha Walsh and Azora Armstead. They used to call themselves Two Tons of Fun. <laughs> that was their name. Uh, were they um, that thick? Goddamn. Now, they were, they were big girls, and Azora actually died of heart failure in 2004, but she was survived by seven children. This, this girl had seven children. I'm surprised she survived that. Um, wow, but I just have to Jesus. make a point to say that there's a phenomenal Christmas song that a lot of people don't know about. It's called Santa Bring Me a Man by the Weather Girls. Oh. And I encourage you all to listen to it That's and watch a, the video. I will check it out. Now, I will say that uh, at least they do issue a fair warning at the beginning of It's Raining Men that they're just going to leave their umbrellas at home. Because to be fair, if you go outside, ladies, and you're ever in a situation where you're out in the street, and all of a sudden, it's literally raining men left and right. An umbrella's not going to save you. If anything's going to slow you down, you want to run back inside to safety. Because, for example, like I'm like a 220-pound male. If I fall on you, you're dead. Especially at that speed and velocity and rate, and that would just be—I would just be one of the raindrops. Sima would be next, and then like a bunch of other fucking people. And there is no way that you're not gonna get crushed to death very fast. It's gonna be very scary. Okay, so so if you find yourself in a situation where it is indeed raining men, you listen to the weather girls. You leave your umbrellas at home, or you're gonna get wet. Right? That's what the song's about, right? If a man fell out of the sky in front of me and splattered, the last thing on my mind would be sex. Yeah. The first thing I would think is, holy shit! <laughs> I'd be like, does he have a wallet? Does he have any cash on him? He's not going to need it now. That's true. They won't know. That's definitely true. Um, no, but if someone splattered in front of me, I don't know if I would be like, hmm. Yeah, I'd be like, holy <laughs> shit, this is horrifying. I need to call 911. I mean, some people are into period sex. And is this something just like, an, you know? Just like oh, <laughs> Super period sex. <laughs> Yucky. Wait, look, he's still twitching. That means he ain't dead yet. It ain't necrophilia if he's still alive, right? <laughs> there are people like that, I'm sure. Yeah, there's freakazoids there's so many and we're we produce this podcast that goes out to all crevices of the world via the internet and in this place right here 
the internet. Oh, there's some of the greatest people ever, but we know there's some of the scummiest scum. Like, hello, precious. I want to eat blood. Yeah, their names are Jared Fogle and Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah. Those two dudes definitely share emails, I'm sure. <laughs> like, do they still think you're guilty? It's like, yes, dude, because you are. Fucking stop emailing me. <laughs> and R. Kelly. R. Kelly, dude, that's a guy that Yikes. just. Ooh, ooh, can you imagine what a conversation between those three would do? And that's like, we didn't do it. That's like, did you do it? Do you know what R. Kelly is doing right now? No, he's serving time. Do you think he's doing some of this? <laughs> he's saying, no, not not right now. No, no, stop it. I'm not ready yet. I will, I do wonder. Let me stretch. <laughs> I saw. I actually saw news. Uh, like it, maybe it's like a TMZ or something. And it was some girl whose dad is in jail with R. Kelly in the same jail. And R. Kelly called, or the dad called and got R. Kelly on the phone to sing to the daughter via the jailhouse phone. And she was like so excited, like I love you, dad. Thank you for getting R. Kelly for me. And he has like his little fans in jail, which is so weird. But I wonder if he is uh, someone's bitch or if he's training singing for favors himself. You know what I mean? He could be a little. Maybe. Bitch, like, you know, you blow me and I'll sing to your mother. <laughs> but the fact that people are like bugging out, like, oh, Kelly, stand me a song. I love you, daddy. <laughs> Say, what? I believe I can fly. No, you can't. They believe me. There's that guard tower over there. If you try it, they will shoot. They are watching you. <laughs> Do not try to fly. They are watching your signs. It will be viewed as a escape attempt, and they'll add ten more years to your sentence too. So <laughs> they have been instructed to shoot on sight. Do not believe you can fly. <laughs> Wasn't there a thing about what was the thing about PP? Was that something that? Dave Chappelle. Boy, cause, drip, cause drip, drip. I want to pee on you. Drip, drip, oh, drip, yeah. Drip, drip, pee on you. you and then he did the think... remix to it. <laughs> and then didn't didn't uh, Donald Trump like to get peed on by Russians? By Russians. That's what allegedly. Okay, because I'm not just saying that I don't like it. You know what I mean? I was smiling throughout it. You know what I mean? But if the media asked, I don't like it. Off air, I love it. Who knew that PP play was so popular amongst the <laughs> degenerates? Oh, yeah. It'd be so warm. Ew. It tastes weird. Wait, what? <laughs> anyway. On that note, <laughs> make sure you follow us on all social channels at Frat Chat Podcast. That's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. That's on Facebook. Follow it. Like us. Tell us what you think of this episode and all episodes. Do it at Frat Chat Podcast. Do it. And then you can follow me as well on also chat on all social channels at Carlos Does the World. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on TikTok. Tiny.cc slash Carlos Does the World takes you to my YouTube page. And check out my Twitter at Carlos Does World. And of course, follow my good buddy Simo over there. The guy that made the list, the definite list. The one who, if you hate and you want to send poop to his house, he lives in Brooklyn. It's that guy. It's Chris Moore. 
Moore, send him to him. Not me. Not me. Carlos as well is good. Chris Moore, bad. So do so at chris.moore.comedy on Instagram. It's Seymour Comedy on the Twitter machine. But do yes. it. And we'll be here next week, you guys, because we got plenty more entertaining to do. I just want to say that there are lots of people that we just didn't have on the list, but you don't you don't go unrecognized and those people are you know janet and Brittany and george michael and oh geez lil nas x there's so there's so share there's so many people carlos that, garcia i know like, yes I was like right there I was in our 11. thoughts it's just like i only had 10 carlos said i had narrowed the list down to 10 and so i had to eliminate it was a really hard decision and we we even got on the podcast late because i was dragging my feet it was really really frustrating and and i pulled out the my little scratch in hand and when this baby comes out bad things happen motherfuckers so yeah don't forget don't complain about the fucking list <laughs> all right i motion to adjourn this meeting and i back scratchingly second all right we'll be back next week see you Bye.